bitch. Did you guys hear that? Did you just hear that song? That is the new theme song to Nostalgia and Now with Laguna Biatch. Thank you guys so much for, you know, hanging out, coming to the rebrand, as I like to call it. It's not going to be that much different. It's just going to be more organized, which I think we can all be excited about. I, of course, want to give a shout out to Grace Doty, who wrote, performed, produced that song, I put out an Instagram story about it, and I gave only a little bit over a week, but Grace absolutely killed it. If you want to follow her on Instagram, her handle is at Grace, D-O-T-Y, music, and she's an incredible singer, really awesome person, and I'm so happy that she brought my vision to life when my only thing to her, I was like, I like Kelly Clarkson and Michelle Branch, and she was like, got it. So thank you, Grace, for putting that song together. Every week, there are going to be new segments. There are going to be old segments. Um, People kept asking if the recaps were coming back. The answer to that is yes. The recaps will still be here. It's not happening this episode. This episode, I wanted to do a Where Are They Now, which is going to be closer to the end of the episode. Take a shot every time I just said episode. But another thing that I'm going to do, which I think is going to be really helpful, is I'm going to start putting timestamps, which I probably should have done, I don't know, like 80 episodes ago. But I think with timestamps, you know, you can kind of jump around, listen to what you want to listen to. If you want to listen to the recap first, even though I might put it in the middle of the episode, you can skip to that. But I do want to make this just, you know, more cohesive brand. (laughs) I will say that after almost two full years of doing the podcast, I am really, really excited for this season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we get a lot more guests on the podcast. I actually know next week we are going to have Jeffrey, Jeff Epstein, and you might be like, oh my god, who is that? He used to be Pop Goggles. He finally went by his real name, and then all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff kind of came out, but no, it's Je- his handle is at It's Jeff Epstein. He is going to be on next week. I think of him as my crazy older cousin that, like, my mom wouldn't really let me hang out with until I was older, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. He's an absolute gem of a human, and my goal is to have guests every other week. Unfortunately, like bandwidth wise, I wanted to have one every week and maybe have an episode on like Tuesday and Thursday. But with with like a full time job and all of this, honestly, I wasn't going to be able to do that. And I always want to provide the best content possible for you guys. I feel like sometimes I feel really rushed with certain things and I don't want to do that. So episodes might be longer now. And again, like I said earlier, this podcast, there will be timestamps. So you'll be able to jump where you want to go. And hopefully you listen to the whole thing, but I understand maybe you don't want to listen to a guest. Maybe you're not in the mood for a recap, whatever the, you know, whatever it may be. My feelings will not be hurt, but I just want everyone to find something they like with this podcast. This has been my baby for the last two years. We have a theme song now, and I just want to say thank you guys for hanging out. I know that there have been weeks where maybe I haven't seemed as into it, but I'm excited. This has been the longest I've ever gone without putting out a podcast episode in the last two years. I think it's been five or six weeks, which is bananas. I mean, typically I have one every single Tuesday, but I was happy to be able to go home for Christmas and... While I was home for Christmas, I only saw family. I got tested for COVID. COVID. What am I saying? Oh my God. It has been a long time. See, I can't even speak. (laughs) But I got tested for COVID before I went. And then when I came back, I also got tested again, all negative. It was great to see some family. Um, Unfortunately, you know, there were people back home who weren't super comfortable seeing me. And I think that is something during these crazy fucking times we just have to accept. You know, if if I don't want to go to a bar, just accept that. If you're not comfortable seeing me after I get on an airplane, totally understand that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in the unqualified advice column, which will be a little bit further into the episode. But I truly cannot believe it has been this long, and I am just really excited to get into all of this. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope that your families are doing well. I know that we are still living in this fucking hellscape of weird COVID, um, unless you're in Australia. Australia's killing it. Australia, um, it has like only like 20 or 30 cases a day of COVID. It's crazy. And it was actually, I saw a video of a bunch of Swifties getting together and singing. And I actually started to cry because I was like, when is life going to be normal for us? 
Maybe one, one day, guys. I, I have faith that one day it'll be normal again. But that's kind of what's been up with me. It's been a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with the podcast. And I know that this week a lot of very Cavallari-verse Southern Charm drama has happened. And I'm going to talk about that as well. We're going to get into all of it. And what I wanted to start out with, you guys know how much I love TRL. You know that TRL is by far probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Like when I think of shows that influenced my life, TRL was absolutely one of those shows. I used to watch it every day. I wanted to be a TRL VJ. I wanted to be on the show. And unfortunately, it didn't happen because it ended when I was like 16 or 17. Never had the shot. I would have killed it. I'll tell you that. I would have killed it if I was able to do it. But now I have a podcast and I can do my own little version of TRL. So basically this little segment I'm going to call, you know, Total Request Live and there are no requests. <laughs> I'm basically just telling you the top songs on iTunes this week and I felt very old when I was looking through these songs because I didn't really know any of them. I'm also going to do shows from like Netflix and things like that, but this week is just the iTunes songs. So number 10 was the Patriot Remix by Topher featuring Maureen the Rapper. And let me tell you, when I listened to the little tidbit on iTunes, it was not what I expected. I don't know what I expected, but this song wasn't what I expected. Number nine, The Thunder Rolls by State of Mind and No Resolve. Number eight is Bang by AJR. Number seven is Wasted on You by Morgan Wallen. And Morgan Wallen just went into People Magazine and kind of talked about being a single dad and how he's really proud that he got like a great baby mama to raise his kid with. As you guys remember, I feel like I was one of the first to break that news. I was actually really proud of myself for that Morgan Wallen little tea that I randomly had. I don't know how I had it, but yeah. So then number six is Wellerman by Nathan Evans. Five is Better Days by Aunt Clemens and Justin Timberlake. And I really like this song. Um, I don't know if Justin Timberlake is the nicest person on the planet, but I can say that he has really good music. Number four is The Patriot, not the remix, just The Patriot by Topher featuring Maureen the Rapper. Number three I was very surprised about because I feel like all of us are fucking sick of this song. It is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Number two is Undivided with Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard. So you're ready for some Tyler Hubbard tea. Basically, FGL is breaking up. FGL, of course, is Florida Georgia Line, and it is because, it is allegedly because of politics. Apparently, they're taking a break, they said. They're like, we're taking a little break. We'll find each other once again. I'm like, no, you guys are not going to find each other once again. Just say what it is. Say it's a breakup, allegedly. Allegedly say it's a breakup. If you're new to the podcast, I say allegedly so I don't get sued because one of the pod- um, one of the cast members from Laguna tried to sue me. <laughs> so when I say allegedly, it's so I can not get in trouble. But apparently, I believe the other guy, it's Tyler and BK, I want to say. Apparently, Tyler has more Democratic beliefs. BK has more Republican beliefs and they just could not see eye to eye. And then number one is, of course, the song Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, which is everywhere. And I don't know if I'm too old. This was the first moment where I was like, am I too old to enjoy a song like this? Because I just cannot get into it. And one thing that I thought was interesting, apparently her ex-boyfriend left her for Sabrina Carpenter. I don't know who these people are. I'm just telling you what I learned on TikTok because during these six weeks, I have re-downloaded TikTok and I have fallen down very deep, deep rabbit holes that I end up on like Amish TikTok and prison TikTok. But anyway, back to driver's license. Olivia released it after her ex released a song and now Sabrina Carpenter released a response to driver's license. And I am sorry if you do not see this as a PR stunt, I don't know what to tell you. I clearly have not taught you well enough. To have all three songs released within the first few months and when Olivia originally wrote the song, it was like you left me for that brunette girl and then she changed it to blonde girl so maybe that was after she realized that her ex was with Sabrina Carpenter, blah blah blah. Let's be clear, this is no Lindsay Aaron Hillary feud. Let's, let's make that clear, okay? Olivia, Sabrina, and whoever this man is. You guys, you can't do it. You can't top it. But I do give you credit, and I do see this as a PR stunt, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But Driver's License completely came out of nowhere, and I was shocked that it has gotten this much attention. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys like the song? I get it. It's like a good song to scream sing to, but it's just, I don't know. I felt old. <laughs> So one other piece to this, like I said, I am going to do Netflix shows and everything and maybe Hulu too because I know everybody's always looking for things to watch. 
since we're all pretty much still stuck inside. But I'm going to give a top 10 of a random thing. Like I'm gonna give you the top 10 songs I used to listen to when I would drive to the 18 plus club in Providence, Rhode Island. And if you want me to give top 10s of like random, just let me know. Let me know what you want top 10s of. I figured this was a really good one to start with because I used to go to, obviously, like I said, clubs in Providence, Rhode Island, because they were all 18 plus. So I actually did not drink at this time in my life. Basically, my friend, she would drive down, I would drive back. She would drink while we were there, and I would be in charge of great music, because that's what I do. So... (laughs) I'm the worst. I am so fucking obnoxious when I'm in cars. And I can say that. I'm always like, can I play my music? Like, do do you mind if you drive me around and I play my music? A lot of my friends have come to understand that that's just the way it is. But I am the worst. And I thank my friends every day for dealing with me. Now, I'm going to list the top 10 songs I would listen to on my way to Club Hell in Providence, Rhode Island when I was 18 years old. So the songs go as follows. Number 10, Take It Off by Kesha. Number nine, Right Round by Flo Rida. Number eight, I Love College by Asher Roth. Number seven, Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed Peas. And I loved Black Eyed Peas. I would listen to them on repeat all day, but they came in at a hot number seven with that song. Number six, Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson. Number five, Bedrock by Young Money. Number four, Kill Me in a Record Shop by Boys Like Girls. Something about Boys Like Girls always just really got me going. I was a big, big fan of Boys Like Girls. Number three, Instigator by Casey Brown. If you don't know that song, listen to it. It's a good one. Number two, Evacuate the Dance Floor by Cascada. And the number one by far was Got Money by Lil Wayne. I used to listen to that all the time. I still listen to it. When I do Excel sheets at work, I want to listen to Lil Wayne. It just, it helps me focus. Lil Wayne, I don't know what you do to me, but you really help me focus and I appreciate that about you. Now, one of my favorite review comments that I usually get or people, you know, telling me about the podcast They always tell me it reminds them of brunch, and that is one of the highest compliments in my opinion because brunch is when you're just having fun. Brunch is when you and your friends are drinking more champagne than orange juice. You're likely enjoying some kind of waffles, pancakes. I don't know. I'm not a huge breakfast food person, but I would order waffles if I was to be having brunch. And you're just having a good time. Like, you're just trying to forget the fact that you worked a full week and you want to get blackout on mimosas. Maybe not blackout, but you want to have some fun. So the pop culture part of the podcast, I'm calling pop culture brunch. That's simple. And I promise you in the following episodes, I will not be introducing every single segment like this. It'll be much more seamless transaction. Transaction? Transition. Oh my God. A much more seamless transition. But again, this is all newer stuff, so I just wanted to let you guys know. I want to introduce it properly, and yeah. So, pop culture. You guys know I love pop culture. And no, the Jay Kristen stuff is not happening in this segment. It's going to be a little bit later. Again, check the timestamps. I got you guys. Don't worry. So, I must say, before the year ended, I put out some predictions. I predicted that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox were going to break up. I'm incorrect. I think these two are in it. I think they're in it for the long haul. Will they stay together forever? I don't know about that, but I do think they're going to be together for a while. I can't lie. So, that was my mistake. I, I totally missed called that one. Another thing I didn't say right, I thought that Gigi and Zayn were going to do some kind of cover to show off their new baby, who's, I believe her name is Kaya. And I also thought they were going to do like a People magazine spread to announce her name and everything. But no, Gigi just kind of like slid the name into her about me on Instagram. So I was way off with that one. They could still potentially do a magazine cover though, just to like formally announce what the baby looks like. And I bet that baby is beautiful because those two people are gorgeous humans. Also, going back to Zane, um, he recently released an album. And I think Zane is talented. But there are moments where I just have to understand that I cannot listen to his music. He does not enunciate his words enough. I had that issue with Nick Jonas during his solo career too. There were some songs I'm like, what are you saying? Please, please enunciate your words better for me. I'm old. My hearing's old. I'm not that old. I promise. Anyway, I've gone to a lot of concerts, so my hearing is really fucked up, and I just need you to enunciate your words a little bit more. But his album's gotten really high praise, and I kind of saw this thing. It was on Daily Mail, and I know Daily Mail is trash, 
And they were basically saying that he was up until 6 a.m. smoking weed, drinking. And let me tell you one thing. Even though One Direction is broken up, Directioners are still very much together. Directioners will fight you whether you say something bad about Zayn, Louis, Niall, Liam, or Harry. Like, Directioners will fuck you up. Because originally I was like, you know, well, well, that is kind of weird. He's like a new dad. He's up till 6 a.m. drinking, partying, smoking. Like, if Gigi was doing that, it would be a much, much different... It would be handled much differently. That's all I'm saying. But Directioners were kind of like, you know, this is the first time he's done this in a forever. And he was just celebrating the night of his music being released. And okay, all right. He, you know, parents are allowed to celebrate. And he was celebrating a music release. Because originally I was going to, like, dig in a little bit. And I, I will say, I think it would be 100% different if Gigi... Gigi did this. I think that people would absolutely rip her apart, but I'm going to give Zayn some grace. He has been very quiet on social media and he was just celebrating the launch of his new album. And again, parents are allowed to celebrate and have fun. I'm sure that that baby is very well cared for. I guess keeping with the One Direction news. I know this is kind of old news by now, but again, it's been a while since I put out a podcast. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde is a couple that I did not see coming. I could not have imagined it. Um, I remember seeing pictures of them on set and I was like, cool, Olivia Wilde, but um, she directed Booksmart. I love that movie and she's directing this movie that her and Harry are also starring in. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm so happy she's directing again. She's such a great director. And now she is allegedly dating. Not allegedly, her and Harry Styles are dating. And at first I was like, oh, this is PR. This is fake. There is no doubt in my mind that this is a fake couple. But then I started to read some more stuff and apparently they've been together quietly for a little while. But then they also have like a lot of paparazzi pictures. And Harry Styles is someone who is extremely quiet about his love life. Of course, he, him and Taylor Swift did their big thing. But I mean, I, you guys know how I feel about that relationship. But Harry Styles has been able to really keep quiet about his personal life. And that's why I was surprised that the way that they kind of came out as a couple is that the two showed up at his manager's wedding together. And paparazzi were at his manager's wedding. And I don't know, there was just something about it that did not feel genuine to me. But after reading everything and kind of seeing on Dumois in the Not Skinny But Not Fat has done a really great job covering all of this. And she said that, yes, Olivia and Jason were broken up, but they had just been recently broken up. Basically, what happened is Harry Styles joined the cast and I believe late September, early October, because originally Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in the movie. And we all know Shia LaBeouf is not a great dude, allegedly not a great dude. I know it's like innocent until proven guilty, but FKA Twigs put out a really long, beautiful essay about how, not beautiful, I shouldn't say it was beautiful. It was beautifully written. It was really well written. And it was about how Shia is basically a monster. So obviously he was kicked off the set, kicked off the movie. Harry Styles took his place. And apparently Olivia and Harry started dating almost immediately. There are reports that she lives with him right now. And there is a, I believe, a 12-year age gap between the two. And she also has two children with Jason Sudeikis, of course. But I can't believe that this is happening. I was very shocked to see this. I will say it's been very, very quiet. But I'm assuming we're going to get some more pictures of them soon. Because again, it has been quiet and they need they need to get ta people talking about him again. So during this little break, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are apparently breaking up. Apparently they've been going to couples counseling but are no longer going to couples counseling. And a lot of people think that they are absolutely donezo because he is spending almost all of his time in Montana and she is now wearing color. I did not know this, but apparently once she got with Kanye West, he liked her in like monotone colors and now she's been wearing a lot more color. So people are like, oh, they're for sure like broken up because of that. And I'm like, that's the reason, <laughs> like that's how you figure it out. But hey, if you can do that, if you can figure out by little Easter eggs like that, I give more power to you. As you guys know, as a Taylor Swift fan, I understand Easter eggs. And if Kim Kardashian's Easter egg is wearing color to say that she broke up with Kanye West, then so be it. I know they're doing one more season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. So I'm going to assume that they're going to keep it under wraps until 
the season starts and then we'll find out if they are in fact breaking up or if they are just kind of like taking a break. I don't know. It does seem like they're divorcing. Um, Kanye's been really quiet. I haven't really heard from him at all, which I was kind of, I was surprised after the election that we didn't hear more about Kanye because of course he ran, he was running. In the states that he was eligible to run in, I know he got a ton of votes in Tennessee. So that's, that's interesting. But I, I don't know. I just kind of thought that we would hear from him a lot more after, you know, not getting maybe as many vo- votes as he thought he was going to get. But I haven't heard a peep from Kanye. More Kardashian news. Um, apparently, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are dating. I guess they've been friends for a really long time. And I have like a weird crush on Travis Barker. Typically, I'm not into dudes covered in tattoos the way he is, unless you're Carrie Hart, because let's be clear, Carrie Hart is a fucking dime. Can I still say dime? Is that like an okay thing to call people? Anyway, (laughs) in a respectful way, Carrie Hart is a dime. But Travis has been friends with the Kardashians for a long time. They've been neighbors for a long time in Calabasas. But allegedly him and Courtney have decided to be couple be couple. What? Again, again, I'm trying to get my words together. And, um, but according to E! News, Courtney and Travis are in fact a couple. And maybe this is what she needed in her life. He seems like a very steady guy. And I was doing some Travis Barker research, I guess. And I was reminded about the plane crash that he was in with DJ AM all those years ago. I don't know if you guys remember that. But he and DJ AM were in a plane crash. And honestly, they should not have survived it, but they did. Unfortunately, DJ AM did take his life a few years later. But apparently, Travis has not even been on a plane since that. He takes trains. Even when Blink-182 had to go to Europe, they took a cruise ship instead of flying. So, I don't know. That was just like a weird little... That was just a fact. I'm just throwing some Travis Barker facts out there. But that's a cute couple. I don't care what anyone says. Courtney is probably my favorite Kardashian, even though I don't follow the Kardashians. I feel like she's there to collect a paycheck, and I appreciate that about her. But yeah, her and Travis Barker are a thing now. You guys know how much I love Brody Jenner and Avril Lavigne. This is just kind of a side note, but he's been posting some pictures of her and her new song with Maud's son. I don't remember what it's called, but I did listen to it on Spotify the other day, and it's pretty good. It's like old Avril. I was very into it. But you guys know I will always be rooting for Brody and Avril. I really think they're soulmates. I think that they will end up together in the end. Speaking of Brody Jenner, I've heard some rumors about Mr. Brody. They are filming The Hills again, and apparently there's going to be a scene, a very, like, shower scene with Brody. And I'm like, I don't need to see that. I don't know. You guys know I'm not a huge fan of The Hills reboot, but they are filming again. They're back up and running, and apparently there is a steamy shower scene with Brody. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) I don't know. Brody kind of, like, grosses me out now. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm not into Mr. Brody Jenner. I'm not into Brody Where's My Hug Jenner right now. Speaking of Hills people, our girl Heidi Montag. She has created an OnlyFans. You know, I don't have an issue with OnlyFans. Let me say that. If you want to sign up for OnlyFans and do what you want to do on there and get paid for it, hell yeah, more power to you for being comfortable with your body to do that. My only weird thing with Heidi is she's always quoting the Bible. She's always, you know, talking about how she wants to be a good Christian and how God loves her and how she loves God and all this stuff. But I was watching her Snapchat to be like, I wonder how she's spinning this. And she was like, you guys know that I had an album called Superficial and this is basically just me living my best pop star life. Um, what? Like, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't see an OnlyFans in Heidi Montag's future. I feel like that is a very Heidi Montag thing. And I don't know. It's just, it's really weird because then Spencer was showing her DMing with like a guy and the guy was like, I will give you $500 for a strip tease. And Spencer was like, get that $500, get that money, Heidi. They just, they're still so gross to me. And I know that's probably not a fair thing to say, but just listening to him kind of kind of say those things, I'm like, sounds like you're pimping your wife out. So that's where Heidi is right now. And her TikToks are fucking insane. If you don't follow Heidi Montag on TikTok, you're missing out because it is absolutely deranged to say the least. But her and Spencer are openly trying to have another kid. Like they keep talking about it nonstop. And every, every month, Heidi posts something saying whether she's pregnant or not. 
She's been trying for two months. She is not pregnant, but I know that the Pratts are trying for another baby, and they're also putting together a YouTube channel, and I believe it's called The Pratts. So usually I try and do like a Hills update in a whole different category. I'll probably like break those up in case you don't want to listen to all pop culture, but now we're going to go back into pop culture, and there's one thing I really wanted to talk about. Let's talk about Army Hammer. So this is going to be triggering. This is going to be trigger warning for anybody. Um, It's going to go into abuse and things like that, so this is my trigger warning. I'm going to talk about Army Hammer and the abuse allegations that he have been brought against him. You know, what I say is if there's smoke, there's usually some kind of fire, whether the fire's big, whether the fire's small. Army Hammer is definitely an absolute fucking monster. I'm going to say that. I know earlier with Shia LaBeouf, I said innocent and proven guilty, but I still think Shia LaBeouf is a fucking monster as well. Army Hammer seemingly is into BDSM, except he's not, because BDSM is supposed to be a very respectful thing. I am not into it, but I ended up looking into it just to like learn more about it. And there are safe words you have to respect. There are different things you're not supposed to do when you are in a dominant when you're the dominant in the relationship and he apparently crossed all of those lines and it's so crazy because I was reading some of the comments and the Instagram to follow is called House of Effie. She's the one who brought up all the allegations against him and she's the one who brought to light everything that's been going on but people are like well she shouldn't have slept with a married man. Um yeah okay, maybe, but also, what the fuck? Like, he said he wanted to take her heart out of her chest and eat it. He wanted to hold her beating heart, and honestly, I'm surprised that his family, his, um, reps haven't said more against this, but it seems like they're just trying to lay low, and he's also staying in the Cayman Islands, and he has a private Instagram account, and apparently there was a video circulating, not apparently, there was an actual video circulating where he walked into his, wherever he's staying, whatever, like the suite at the Caymans Marriott or something like that, and there was a woman on all fours ball gagged on his bed, And he ended up apologizing, being like, that wasn't Miss Cayman, it was a joke, but also that's my private Instagram. Okay, dude, what the fuck? Like, he's obviously not a good dude. He's obviously, there's a lot wrong with him. And then there are um, video, or there's someone just came out saying that he carved a small A near her private area. Another person said that he told her he wanted to take one of her ribs and cook it and eat it. Another one came out saying he said he wanted to chop her toe off and keep it in his pocket. Like, there is just too much to ignore, in my opinion. There is way too much to ignore, and I am surprised that not more has come out, or I guess publicly. I feel like it's all been through Instagram, not so much on TMZ, not on Just Jared, nothing like that. But I think that Army Hammer, this is how I think it's going to be spun. I think if there is a statement put out, I think Army Hammer is going to blame it on drugs and alcohol abuse and he's going to get help. And I think Army Hammer is going to disappear for a year or two and then slowly try and make his way back into the Hollywood limelight. But in my opinion, Army Hammer has never become what Army Hammer was originally supposed to become. He was the Winklevoss twins in the social, whatever the fuck that movie is. It sucked anyway. But even though it won awards, I don't care what anyone said. The Facebook movie. He was the Winklevoss twins. And in my opinion, I thought he was supposed to be the next big thing. He's tall. He's good looking. But there was always something just not like pleasing about him. And apparently it's because he's into fucking cannibalism. And that is not a kink shame. I don't care what anybody says. If that turns you on, there is something you need to go to therapy but and I'm not saying like BDSM. That is not what Army Hammer is doing. I want to make that clear too. So yeah, Army Hammer is a fucking monster. And I really hope that these women get the justice that they deserve. Whew, let me take a breath after that. Now, as we wrap up Pop Culture Brunch, um, Jojo Siwa came out and she seems so happy and I'm just really happy for her to live her truth. I think it's awesome that there is someone who is such an idol to so many young people and she came out, she's living her truth. Unfortunately, right after she came out, someone swatted her, which means if you don't know what swatting is, it happens to celebrities, I feel like weirdly often. But someone calls 911 and basically says there's a bomb or something at the house and the whole SWAT team shows up. But we love that Jojo Siwa is living her truth 
and I will continue to support her because I actually think she's a really good role model. Now I have to talk about Everyone is Doing Great on Hulu. If you're not familiar, it is James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti's new show and it is surprisingly really, really good. I did not have high hopes for the show, I can't lie. When I was watching like previews and stuff, I was like, oh, this seems okay. Like, I don't think I'm going to like it that much. But I ended up really, really loving it. I will say, not a huge fan of the soundtrack, but the way it's written and James Lafferty, in my opinion, absolutely steals the show. His character is like the anti-Nathan Scott. You don't like him. But, I mean, James Lafferty is fucking hot. Let me make that clear, too. He is so attractive and he just gets better with age. But you do not like him. You're not rooting for him, really. You're just kind of like, dude, get it together. But he, in my opinion, he steals the show. Steven's acting has come such a long way. You guys know I give him shit for how he acted in One Tree Hill. I'm always kind of like, oh yeah, like I didn't like him on One Tree Hill. And that's not a lie. But his acting is so much better than it used to be. The storyline is really good. I feel like it's a little on the nose at points. Basically, if you're not familiar with the show, Stephen and James's characters were on a Vampire Diaries type show. It's been five years since the show ended and they're still trying to figure out their footing because they are still thought of as those vampires. Also, Alexandra Park is in it. She was in the Royals. Now she's engaged to James Lafferty. But she did an incredible job. I never watched the Royals, and I wish I did, because it sounds like it was a great show, but I know it ended on a cliffhanger because Mark Schwann is a piece of shit. But I really loved her in the show. I think the show was probably a 7 out of 10. It's on Hulu. Like, I, I don't know if I said that, but it's on Hulu. I know not everyone gets Hulu. I know a lot of Canadian followers were asking me how to watch it, but I know Steven's put in his story that they're trying to make it available to everybody as quickly as possible. If I could recommend an interview for you, the two guys, James and Steven, they were on Chicks in the Office, which is a podcast I really love to begin with, but they talk a lot about the show. And then Steven talks about the infamous picture with Kristen. Okay, so it was kind of funny because you can tell he did not want to talk about it. He seemed rather annoyed and he was basically like, I had to take a day off from work. I had to shut my phone off because everyone kept hitting me up. I did not expect it to blow up the way it did. And I was kind of like, yeah, but aren't you like happy it did? Because it brought your name back to people's minds. But yeah, he talks about it and you can tell he doesn't really want to talk about it. He's kind of like, yeah, now next time we go to dinner, she owes me dinner because I missed a day of work. But just a fun little interview that maybe you want to listen to. But seriously, give the show a try. I will say the first episode was kind of tougher to get into, but you got to give it at least two episodes. And you know what? Now that I say that, I'm like, people want me to watch Bridgerton, but want to make me watch till fourth episode till it gets good. I promise you, everyone is doing great is great by episode two. And it's a lot, lot better than I expected. Also, I didn't say this earlier, but it is actually written by Stephen and James and directed by James. So again, everyone is doing great is on Hulu, highly recommend it. As you guys know, I love the show The Challenge and I promise to do a little bit more with The Challenge as the episodes continue, as I continue to do the podcast. Hopefully I get some more people from The Challenge on the podcast so we can talk about it. But this year, this season has been, in my opinion, I'm a little annoyed with it. I can't lie. I do not like that the challenge is becoming like Survivor. Like, no, I get it that we love the challenges, but I also want to see the mess. I also want to see people fighting. I also want to see people hooking up. I feel like there have been fights in the house, yes. But I also feel like it hasn't been as messy as it has been in previous seasons. During one of the after shows, we found out that Fessy and Ashley hooked up and they didn't even show that. They didn't show that in the house and they should have because that is the mess that I want. Who am I rooting for this season? I really like Cam. I'm really rooting for Cam. I'm happy to see Teresa's back. She hasn't been on in a while. I don't know if you follow her. But it's been quite a few years since she's been back on the show. I will say I am not a Tori fan. I think Tori talks a lot of shit and she can't really back it up. Also, apparently her and Fessy have been hooking up and I kind of had a feeling something happened. She did a, she was actually on Chicks in the Office too and she talked about how her and Jordan were really bad before she went on the challenge and they were basically broken up. And then Jordan ended up going on his Instagram being like, you know, this interview, I did not know that we were broken up when she was on the challenge because Ashley, messy Ashley, Ashley Mitchell is one of my favorite challenge people, whether you like her, whether you hate her, whatever, she's entertaining. But she ended up saying that when she got back into the house, everyone wanted to talk to her about Fessy and Tori and how they were all over one another. So apparently 
there was some messy, fessy, messy Tory going on. But yeah, this season, I am rooting for Leroy. I hope Leroy finally gets to the final. I would love it if Anissa made it. Um, if she doesn't make it, I think it is time to retire. This is the first season in so long where I don't know any spoilers, and I am so happy about that. I'm trying to think who else. I hate Josh. Josh is my least favorite person on the show. Devin has really cracked me up this season. Um, I think he's kind of taking the place of Wes, which again, I really enjoy, but I am going with Leroy and Cam in the final. I don't know. Again, I actually don't know any spoilers this season. So I'm going to say those two end up in the finals. Cam really, Cam really grew on me. At first I didn't really like her, but I still think she can be annoying, but I still think she's an incredible competitor. And right now they're actually starting to film the challenge OGs, which I cannot wait. I'm going to say some cast members. So if you don't want that spoiled, skip ahead a little bit, but Mark Long's going to be on it. Alton's coming back and I loved Alton. He was one of my all time favorites. Abram's coming back. Katie, the fucking Queen Doyle, will be back. I love Katie Doyle. Do I think we're going to get the Katie Doyle that we know? No, she's grown up. She's probably older. She's obviously older now, more mature. But I hope we get some true fiery Katie moments. I'm really excited. I hope it's a great season. I guess they're filming in Argentina. So I'm really excited for the OG season. I can't wait to see that. And like I say, I'll do more of a recap for the challenge if you guys like that. I know I love the challenge. I don't know how many of you watch it, but please let me know on the Facebook page. So to get there, just search the Laguna Biatches in groups, I believe, and you'll come up and then the question to enter or join the group is who has me blocked. And the answer to that could be Audrina, Spencer, or Jay Cutler, or Tessa from season three. I'm pretty sure she still has me blocked. If you've made it this far, <laughs> you have reached the unqualified corner for advice. And basically what I do is I put up a question and I ask people what they want unqualified advice for. And this week you guys came through. So the first question I want to talk about is grief. So grief is something that I think we all go through in life. Unfortunately, everyone is going to lose someone close to them at some point in their life. And grief comes with that. And if you're grieving with something, I just want you to know that grief comes in waves. I've actually been dealing a lot lately about my cat that passed away. Um, again, if you're new here. I had a cat for 19 years. I had to put her down at the beginning of March last year and it was really hard and it's still really hard and especially lately I've been missing her a lot. I haven't gotten a new cat since or anything but just random waves. I'll start being very sad. I'll start crying and even my cousin, you know, he passed away two years ago now and there are still moments where I just, I wish I could call him. I wish I could have had one more conversation and I think when it comes to grief, you cannot rush it. That is probably my best advice to give you. Let yourself feel whatever you're feeling, whether it's sad, whether it's angry, whether it's whatever the feeling is. Make sure you let yourself feel that. Make sure you let yourself digest that because grief is a bitch. Losing someone you love is really hard. Even like losing something you love. It's just, it's hard. And unfortunately, that's something we all have to go through at some point in our life. But let yourself feel every feeling. You're not wrong with whatever you feel. And that's actually my advice. Just... It's going to come in waves. There'll be some days where you think you're fine and then there'll be other days where you have to physically peel yourself out of bed. So with grief, just give yourself time. That is all I can say. And understand that you're not going to feel better in a day. You might not even feel better in a year. It will get easier. Things will get easier over time. But if you're still upset about, you know, a family member like me, I lost my cousin two years ago and it's still really hard on me. And you cannot let yourself get angry at your grief. You just have to feel it. And that is my advice on grief. Just feel it, accept your feelings, and really own those feelings, I guess. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, I, sh I should get over that by now. No, you shouldn't. You're allowed to be upset. Another person asked how to end a friendship with someone who isn't dealing with COVID correctly, someone who isn't following the proper restrictions. And I guess this is something that we're all probably going through. We're all just trying to like, make it through this. And there are some people who are totally over COVID. They're like, I'm going to live my life. No regrets, no regrets, whatever. <laughs> but then there are people who are taking the precautions that you're supposed to take. And I think the only thing you can do is, you know, do your best to protect yourself. 
Um, there are friends that I have who, in my opinion, have not taken COVID seriously enough. So I typically don't see them. I really don't go out with them. I do not hang out with them because I just don't. I'm trying to keep myself safe. I have respiratory issues and I'm trying to keep myself as safe as possible. Is it worth ending a friendship over? That's up to you. I'm not going to tell you to end a friendship over that. But if people start getting rude with you, I do think you should tell them because I have some friends they will be like, come to this bar, come to this bar. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. I barely go to restaurants. I have a group of like five people that I see. That's it. I really don't travel outside my little core group. And hopefully people just learn to understand that. And even to me, you know, if my friend wanted to go to a bar, I'm not going to be like, you can't go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I don't feel comfortable going. So again, I think it's just like watch your own actions. And (laughs) I don't know. It's such a fucking weird time we live in. That's all I can say. All you can do is focus on you and hope you're doing what's best for you. I know I'm just talking in circles. If you think you want to end the friendship because this person is being a careless person, then do it. That's my advice. Follow your heart. And if they're being extremely careless and making you really that upset, if you're losing sleep over this person, quietly end things. Or you can uh, fucking loudly end things. I would rather somebody be like, hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore or I need to take a break from you because of A, B, and C just so people realize what they did wrong. But yeah, if you are losing sleep over anything in your life, anyone in your life, you should definitely probably cut them off for a little bit. This advice, this person is 24 turning 25 and they would love advice about getting through your 20s. For a second, I was just like, oh, I don't know yet. And then I'm like, I'm 29, I'll be 30 in July. And your 20s are for learning. And I'm hoping my 30s, I kind of have it together a little bit more. But I think 20s are for friendships that end and you don't really know why. They're for nights you don't remember. What's that quote? Nights you don't remember with people you'll never forget. But I think your 20s, you're always learning. And at 25, I remember thinking I was supposed to be in my career. I was supposed to be in a serious relationship. I was supposed to, you know, have my own apartment. I was supposed to have my own house. Don't compare yourself to others ever. Whether you're 25 or 35, don't compare yourself to others. That is probably one of the worst things that I do. I compare myself to others all the time. But my advice to someone who is turning 25 is take a breath. Because I remember when I turned 25, I thought I was supposed to have it all together. And at 29, I still don't have it all together. And I know people who are 40 and still don't have it all together. So don't be so hard on yourself. And also, when you turn 25, hangovers get a lot worse. So make sure that when you're drinking, you eat or hydrate or both. Because your your hangovers are about to get a lot worse, girl. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, 25 was a good year. I do remember 25 and I remember thinking my life was ending. But no, I think 20s are all for learning. They're kind of like your more selfish years where you're just getting to know yourself, getting to know what you want to do with life. And again, if you don't have it all figured out by 25, Welcome to the club. I just want to end this. There were a few people who are nurses and teachers and they asked me, you know, they said they were really exhausted. So I just want to take a moment to thank all essential employees right now. I can't imagine how hard it is on you guys. Teachers, nurses, police officers, firefighters, um, EMT workers. I am missing a whole slew of people, grocery store workers, people who work at the gas station, um, you know, everybody. Thank you all for all you're doing. I can't imagine how tired you are. And my suggestion to you is to maybe find a book you like. Don't look at your phone after like 9 p.m. Just like go to bed. You chill. Take a bath if you like baths. Get a noise machine to help you sleep better. But I just want to say thank you to everybody who is going out every day working their butts off. Next week I'll have more advice and I do have some good ones I want to go through. But I just wanted to end this advice column on that note. Actually, that's a lie. Somebody asked me about the music scene in Nashville. I will say it's really hard to get into. I definitely suggest you trying to get bigger on social media before you move to Nashville if you're trying to get into the music realm of things. But I've applied to so many record labels and it's all kind of like who you know, it seems. So if you know someone who works at a record label, it might be easier for you to get a job. But this person didn't specify whether they were looking for a label or to be a musician themselves. 
My suggestion to a lot of people, if you're trying to be an artist or a musician or whatever the case may be, try Instagram. Try getting a little bit of a following on Instagram. It's really helpful. I think it would be, but that is just my little extra extra advice for someone who's moving to Nashville for music. Obviously, unfortunately, I don't have musical talent. If I did, it would be over for everybody. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but if you are moving to Nashville for music. I know it's really competitive. I know it's really difficult, but I know a lot of people have done it and they've succeeded. So my only suggestion, like I said, try and get a little bit of a social media following or utilize LinkedIn and connect with people on LinkedIn who work at like Sony Music or Universal or whatever. All right, everybody, I'm about to talk about Southern Charm bursts very cavalry and it's actually thundering in the background. I kind of hope you can feel it because this is kind of like a scary story. Now I have to admit Bravo is a blind spot for me. I mean, I know enough about like certain housewives, Vanderpump rules, but that's about it. I am learning that Southern Charm is fucking insane though. Those cast members are out of their minds. And when I've asked like people who run Bravo pages or anything, all they say is, well, they're all really bad people. Again, that's what I got from Vanderpump Rules. And I asked if it was the same kind of bad and they said different kinds of crazy. I do kind of feel like that's all I need to know about Southern Charm. But let's talk about the key players in this story. We have Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler, Justin Anderson. And then we have Austin, Craig, and Madison who are all from the show Southern Charm. In a few weeks back in December, Kristen, Craig, Austin, and Justin all did a live singing We Are Never Getting Back Together and Mean by Taylor Swift. During the live, Justin said something like, he doesn't like you, Madison, meaning Austin, because apparently Austin and Madison have been together on and off for a long time. Maybe not a long time, but they're super toxic from everything I hear. Apparently he's cheated on her a bunch. Apparently she's cheated on him. Just a messy ass couple, like a Southern Justin, Bobby, and Audrina. I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to put it out there. Or maybe it's like Ronnie and Sam, but 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 make it Charleston. So all of that happened and Kristen got a lot of shit for it. Um, she got so much hate for going live and all of that. And I don't think she expected to get that hate. So she did lay low for a little bit. Personally, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. She didn't have her kids. You know, if she wants to go out, drink and dance on Austin's shoulders, she's allowed to do that. But I do think she got a little bit too much hate. But after that, she decided to lay low. She posted something the next day being like, I guess I can't have guy friends. But then maybe a week later, Austin and Craig were on Watch What Happens Live. And Austin said something about how Kristen slid into Craig's DMs. And right away, Justin was like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't slide into anyone's DMs. We're all friends. So that is some of the backstory. Then we start to hear some rumblings about Jay and Madison. Madison was on Watch What Happens Live and she was asked about Jay's relationship and she said that she doesn't kiss and tell. Now, I thought we were done with this. Like, Kristen's been dating Jeff Dye and we'll get into that. But Jay had been reportedly sliding into many different DMs. Like, everyone was just chilling, having fun. So I actually did not think anything of the Madison and Jay rumors just because, like I said, I've heard he's been in a lot of different DMs. But apparently, I was wrong. Madison went live on Instagram with some of her friends and basically recreated the whole live that Kristen and Austin did. They had the same music. Madison had someone on her shoulders. And then she said something about how Jay was calling her. But then she threw some serious shade. She said, before you ask where my kid is, they're with their dad, unlike that other video when they weren't with their dad. Now, it was something to the effects of that. I don't know the exact quote, but obviously she was talking about Kristen really like shitting on her parenting skills. And that is when everything exploded. And I mean, you, I get it, right? I mean, you don't, you don't bring kids into a fight. I feel like no matter how messy you are, kids are off limits. As Eminem once said in a song, quote, once you put someone's kids in it, this shit gets escalated, end quote. And that's exactly what happened. Now, after Madison said that, Jay and Kristen posted a photo together to show that although they are broken up, they're standing together as a united front. Basically, the Southern Charm cast, specifically Madison, was being far too loud. I did think the post was a bit much with like the same caption. I was like, okay, I don't know. I was kind of, I don't know. To me, it was like, oh, so does Kristen run this account still? But a lot of people were questioning if Jay and Kristen are back together. No, 
But it is nice to see that they're getting along considering their divorce started off really, really nasty. So after that, Justin Anderson, Kristen's best friend, basically her food god, posted a TikTok and then people started to comment on it and I don't know all the comments, there are a few other TikToks like going through his TikTok, but he basically called Madison a liar. And I think he was talking about, you know, Kristen's kids were not supposed to be with her that night, the night of their crazy live. But I have been told that Madison is fucking bananas. And when I say that, I mean it. (laughs) I've been told that she's absolutely crazy and petty And on Sunday, we all saw that side. She went on Instagram and started to post receipts between her and Jay. And it does look like some messages were deleted off of her side. Basically, she proved that her and Jay did in fact hook up all that stuff. And she said she was doing it because she's not a liar. But in reality, you know she was just waiting to unleash those screenshots. I mean, when Justin said something, she was like, all right, that's enough. I'm, I'm ready to fight. And basically, the screenshots just confirmed that she did hook up with Jay at some point. And then I saw other people being like, oh, did Jay cheat on Kristen with Madison? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's it. I think timeline-wise, it's all kind of... I don't know, it's weird because Jay was in Charleston and that's when he posted the video with Shannon. Remember when that blew up? But now that video is gone. Jay deleted that video. So I'm kind of curious about that. Maybe he was trying to prove he's never been in Charleston, but we remember the Shannon video because a lot of people were like, why is he doing that? Jay is petty. Jay is a petty man. He, He hides it better, but he's petty too. All right, back to the fights. (laughs) Back to this Southern Charm versus Very Cavallari. And by Southern Charm at this point, I just mean Madison. Now, Justin has now said that he was lied to, but was only sticking up for Kristen because her kids were brought into it and he wants to be left alone about it. And I actually believe that. At first, I was kind of like, well, why did you say anything anyway? But I didn't know the kids' comments when I first said that. And he's always sticking up for Kristen online. And we don't know what's said behind closed doors. Maybe Kristen wants to fight back, but doesn't really want to do that because she was known as the bitch on the hills. And she's trying to say she's moved on from that. But he basically said that he's bothered now because Madison posted a photo with the caption, unbothered. And then he went on to say, anyone who posts actual screenshots of a conversation is trash. Okay, so on another note, People Magazine quickly released an article on Saturday, which is weird because typically news like this comes out on a Monday because Monday's the new news cycle. It's kind of like how Zoe Kravitz announced that she was divorcing her husband at like 10 p.m. on a Saturday during a long weekend. It's like, why then? So no one would talk about it. So that's why I thought it was weird because Kristen likes to be talked about when she's mentioned in the media. But like I said, it was really Saturday and it said that Jay and Kristen are not together, but they're both single. So it looks like Kristen and Jeffrey are donezo. So what is Kristen doing during all of this? Promoting her new Uncommon James jewelry line, of course. I mean, Kristen is a PR mastermind. I've said it a million times on the podcast. Lover or hater, she knows how to make people talk about her and basically always walks away unscathed. She has had some pretty interesting things come out in the media, but Kristen just never gets in trouble. She just keeps moving, keeps killing it. So more power to her. I still think the most shit that she's ever gotten was when she was on Austin's shoulders during that live. I think that was the first time I've ever kind of seen my followers almost turn on Kristen in a way. That was it though. My opinion on that, I have always heard that Kristen is a really great mom. Like even people who do not like Kristen, they'll say she's a bitch. They'll say she's whatever. They'll say this or that. But they're always like, but she is a really, really good mom. (laughs) Anyway, this drama will all blow over. And I think if there's one thing we've all learned from this, it's number one, don't talk about somebody's kids or their parenting style. Number two, Bravo stars are fucking insane, and whether you love them or hate them, they will have screenshots. And a lot of people were trying to say that, like, Madison changed Jay's name or something. No, I don't think that. I think those were real Jay screenshots. But number three, this whole group, all of them, just need to stop doing shit on Instagram Lives when they are drunk. And when they do stuff like that, just own up to it and say, hey, we were drunk, we said some dumb shit. And then it'll likely move on. But I know Madison will be on the Bitch Bible podcast on like February 8th or something. Do you hear that? Mother Nature's like, don't listen to that podcast. (laughs) 
But I guess we'll hear her side then. I know Justin has been invited on Not Skinny But Not Fat. And it does seem to really be affecting Justin. Apparently him and Madison had like a fun friendship. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't know what it is about 2020 slash 2021 where even the smallest like reality TV drama gets super blown up. And I'm like, we are bored. We are all super bored. And this is all we have right now. But I hope I describe that drama like well enough because I was really confused. But luckily, a lot of people put a lot of different things together. Um, I think there's a highlight on Best of Bravo with all the screenshots, all the lives, everything. So definitely check that out. End of the day, Jay and Madison did hook up. Kristen never hooked up with Austin, but apparently Jay and Kristen are both single again. So I guess we'll see what happens. And that is the tea on Very Cavallari vs. Southern Charm. And now we're going to do a Where Are They Now Laguna Beach version. I feel like the Hills cast, everyone is pretty much kept up with them, especially with the reboot. The only one I can think of, or the only two, I guess, Doug Reinhardt owns a bunch of nursing homes. That's how he's so rich. And then Jim Bunny got her PhD in medicine, I think. <laughs> pretty sure she's not a lawyer. I'm pretty sure she got her PhD in some kind of medicine. So we love that for Jem Bunny and more power to her. Now, obviously we had the Laguna reunion. So if you watch that, you probably know where a lot of cast members from season one are at the moment, but I'm still gonna go through that. Mr. Steven Coletti, um, he's an actor, lives in Marina Del Rey, I believe. I, he doesn't live in LA. He lives closer to Laguna now, but he's been in Hallmark movies and now he's on Everyone Is Doing Great. So his acting is coming along, it seems. Kristen, 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 of course, is still fighting people through reality TV, even though she's not even on reality TV. She's a businesswoman. She has her Uncommon James umbrella, Uncommon Home. Little James, Uncommon James Jewelry, living in Nashville. Lauren is still the queen of Kohl's. She also has Little Market, and I believe she lives in Laguna right now. Lo Bosworth, who we love. We love Loa here. Um, she is the founder of Love Wellness, which is actually a really cool... Vitamins? Is it vitamins? I don't know. I started taking the Bye Bye Bloat and the Fiber that she has multivitamin. I don't know if they're vitamins, but whatever. I take them and I feel like they're working. We have Trey, who is a fashion designer. He's living in London and I know he was working for Vera Wang for a while. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. Then we have Mr. Dieter. He is a hotel general manager and he seems to go from hotel to hotel. I don't know anything about the hospitality industry, so I don't know if that's a common thing, but he seems to move like every year since I've started the page. I know he was recently in DC, but now he lives in Scottsdale opening up another hotel. But he is married and has a son. I know him and his wife actually eloped in Vegas after knowing each other a really short time, but they make a super cute couple. And now we have Miss Christina who was actually a little baddie in high school. People don't realize that. She actually said on the Laguna reunion, she was like, I was suspended. I was a bad kid. But she is a mom of three. She's a stay-at-home mom. And I still feel bad about how she answered that question. She was like, you know, I'm on this email thread with founders and presidents and all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm CEO of the Schuler house. But if you're a stay-at-home mom, no shame in that. I mean, that's a lot of work. I don't care what anybody says. Morgan from season one. She's a mom of three. Her husband is super fucking hot. Highly suggest you check out her Instagram. She also owns a company called Minnow Swim, and she currently lives in South Carolina. I believe she actually lives in Charleston, South Carolina. Maybe we'll get Morgan Smith on Southern Charm. Talon is a digital marketer. He currently lives in Nebraska. He's married. A dad of two, him and his wife, super cute couple. And it seems like he's starting to get back into the spotlight a little bit. I know him and Jason have been doing a YouTube series called Dad Debate. And it wouldn't surprise me if he came out with a podcast or something. I think they actually want to change Dad Debate into a podcast. Now to season two. Jessica is a stay-at-home mom. She has four kids. She lives in Texas. Alex H., she now goes by her actual name, Lauren. She has two children and she's in real estate and she lives in Hawaii. Alex M, she's a mom to two, soon to be three, living in the Orange County area and she runs a digital agency called Mox Agency with Morgan S. 
And that, of course, brings us to Morgan S. You guys know I think she's one of the most underrated cast members of all time. But I believe she's also still living in Orange County. She just recently got married and, of course, helps run Mox Agency with Alex M. I know for some reason their interview does not pop up on my YouTube. I don't know why it doesn't work. But they said that sometimes people like just stop them, take pictures of the two of them. Even if they're working with a client, the client will be like, where do I know you from? Which I think is pretty funny. Jason, of course, he's on the Hills reboot. He's married to Ashley Waller. There you have a daughter together. Um, and he's a big advocate for sobriety. I always say, I think it's incredible how open Jason is with his journey. And he even talks about when he relapses. And I feel like this is the first year he's been clean in a while. So more power to Jason. I really love how much he turned his life around. Taylor, she's a mom of two. She's a photographer. She lives in Arizona. And it seems like she's turning into a nutritionist. But I'm not sure if that's like professional. I don't know if she's trying to be a professional nutritionist or if she just like sharing her recipes and things like that and how she has found it easier to live a healthier life by following specific rules. It wouldn't surprise me if she created a blog or something just because I know a lot of people DM her about um, healthy eating. Casey is still very rich, still makes me feel very poor. Um, for a while she had Casey's Cupcakes and it was actually on Cupcakes War. But she is married with two kids and her husband was actually Nicole Brown Simpson's nephew. So basically for a while his uncle was OJ Simpson, which is pretty crazy when you connect all those dots. Also, like just a random random fact, I'm going back to Christina from season one. Her uncle, I believe, lives in the Joan Benet Ramsey house. So that's a fun fact that you can throw out to your friends. Now I'm going to bring up Sam. You guys remember Sam? Sam, this is where I gave you a lap dance. He used to have a furniture company, like a woodworking type company, and now he has a men's boutique store, I believe. The one thing I can confirm about him is that he's married. That's about all I got about Sam. He also kind of resembles like Paul Wesley a little bit now that he's older. Cedric, he has his own real estate company, and he also owns a brewery in Orange County. Now we're going to go to some season three people who are a lot harder to find. But we all know Cammy. Cammy's a mom. Her daughter is adorable. She was a digital developer for a company, but decided to leave corporate America, and she's now a Pilates and yoga instructor. She also studies holistic medicine, and she said she may want that to become like a full-time job. Kendra, Kendra Mayo. She's a former visual design artist at Neiman Marcus, and I'm not sure if she's still there, but I will say she's married, and her husband is very nice. So we love that for her. She's no longer dating Tyler. Do you guys remember Tyler? The only update I really have about Tyler is I actually saw him when I visited Laguna and I took a picture and sent it to Kendra. I was like, is that Tyler? And she's like, you just saw Bigfoot because no one has seen him in years. But I know for a while he was living up in Alaska in like a one bedroom cabin. He apparently had a really bad drug issue and then Jason helped get him clean I'm not sure what he's up to now, but I do believe he's back in California. His sister, Nikki, is is or was a hairdresser. I'm not sure what she's doing now, but according to Instagram, when I looked for her, the latest update I had is that she's a hairdresser. And those two were super fucking rich. I don't know if you guys remember that, but she was like, I only got $5,000 for my allowance this month. And Tyler's like, how can mom and dad do that to us? Tyler always reminded me of Scott Disick. Also, if you haven't watched season three, give it a shot. It's really not as bad as you think. I mean, it's clearly not as good as the first two seasons, but give it a shot. Okay, back to season three cast members. Tessa, she is a hairdresser. She is married and has an adorable little son. You can also watch her wedding video on YouTube if you want to feel weird. Um, <laughs> All you do is type in like Tessa Keller wedding or something and it pops right up. Chase, 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 Chase. Chase has aged like fine wine. I'm hoping to eventually get Chase on the podcast. Um, he's still involved in music and that's kind of all I got for him. I know he's still doing his music. I don't know if he has a day job or if music is his full-time gig. Season three queen, Rocky. Rocky is a mother of three. She works in the court system. I don't know exactly what she does, but she works at a court and that's all I got. Um, I did not look at her LinkedIn. I She has a blog. It might be down now. She used to run a blog and that was the latest update that she had. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Do you remember Jessica's weird little junior boyfriend? 
Well, Cam and his girlfriend, maybe wife, just recently welcomed a baby girl not long ago. He's also done some acting. He was in La La Land. If you blink, you miss him. I'm, I was trying to think of other season three people. Lexi, I know she toured with Katy Perry. Um, she's taking acting classes. She still dances, but I don't really know what she's up to now. And then little Kellen, little cutie Kellen. I found him on LinkedIn and he works at Salesforce and he's married. And that is all I have for the season three cast. Oh, and Rachel, who was on season three. She is now an adult actress. Her name is Tasha Rain and we fucking love her. She's probably one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. And I really mean that. She also speaks out a lot about women's health, which I think is really important because certain people have certain thoughts about adult actresses. So that's all I have for season three. That's all I have for Where Are They Now? And it's funny, there's a song by the Honor Society called Where Are You Now? And as I was typing up like where these people were now, it's all I could think of. I was like, where are you now? Is there, no, that's Jack Mannequin. What am I doing? That was the Jack's Mannequin song. Anyway, whichever, (laughs) oh my God, I'm actually embarrassed that that was wrong. Where Are You Now by the Honor Society is also a good song. Please don't judge me. Sometimes I don't get my obscure emo 2000 songs correct. Please forgive me. But that is it. That is the podcast. I hope you guys like it. I know that it's a little bit different. I promise you that next week, recaps will be coming back and we're starting season four of The Hills, which is exciting. And I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Um, Join the Facebook page, The Laguna Biatches. Like I said, there's a question to get in, but it's not a very hard one, especially if you followed the page for a little bit. Um, Make sure to rate, subscribe to the podcast. It helps kind of get my name out there a little bit more as an independent podcast. It's really important. So if you're on iTunes, you want to give a subscribe, you want to give a honest review. I've learned through my own work, I'm not allowed to tell you to give me a good review. I can only say honest review. And again, next week, everything will be much more cohesive. I just wanted to kind of like feel out some new segments and things like that. But I will talk to you next week. Jeff Epstein, aka Pop Goggles, aka the host of Manic, the podcast is gonna be on and he's so much fun. So I'm so excited. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for hanging out. Bye.